Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of She's in a Pod. It's she girl Shadow Shadow, which is my vlogs, your bow. I am Bianca, BB, B, whichever, whatever. Beyonce's number one fan. I'm surprised that you haven't mentioned Beyonce in a while. I'm really quite surprised. But but you what, what you I I'm having I have conversations about Beyonce every day. Just know that, okay. So every so you're saying about her. Like <laughs> so me, you're taking a break me now. and my boyfriend are constantly arguing because he thinks she's underrated, overrated rather. So it, yeah, <gasps> oh, yeah, exactly. God. The fact yeah, that I'm even really? with him says a lot. It says Many a lot. I feel like I've betrayed Beyonce. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Shade. <Wow. Shani. laughs> I don't nah. appreciate your sarcasm right now. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. I'm... <laughs> But you know what's funny? I'm actually not being really sarcastic <laughs> because it genuinely hurt. Like I, Beyonce is amazing, but it still hurts when people say she's overrated because yeah, yeah, she is not like she is far from overrated. Yeah. No, that's far from but, yeah. but it's all good. Jen. It's all good. People, I feel like I wear I wear Beyonce on my chest. People don't even need to know. Like it just I just represent her with the Fair cycle. Enough. It's all good. Right anyway, Jennifer. Let's let Jennifer introduce herself. Hi guys. <laughs> It's your girl, Jen. Tell us who you Jenny. are now. I ha- I'm, I'm saying it now. I- <laughs> no, I'm Jennifer. Yes- yesterday, Jenny. I saw a different side to Jennifer. She was doing accents I didn't know she could do. I was well, just like, right, You guys have to catch me up on that later on. We need to. Well, <laughs> need to. That, that's, that's, a, that's only reserved for, you know, certain people. So you got to see a oh, glimpse dear. of that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways guys yeah. welcome to another episode of she's in a pod the safe space for millennial women we are here first of all we really hope you guys are appreciating this these weekly episodes because we are working hard out here okay yes. it's not so easy it's recording not virtually hard. it's not re- easy recording with this ghana wi-fi it's not it's <laughs> yeah. not easy okay <laughs> It's not, it's not easy, okay? At all. Exactly. Do you know what? I think, so, um, I thought that because we're recording virtually and we're not necessarily travelling anywhere, I thought, yeah, it's fine, it's easy, but nah, it requires a lot of planning, a lot of hard work. But do you know what? Yeah. People are loving it, and I was going to mention that. I'm literally yeah. seeing the difference of, you know, the consistency. I'm, I'm seeing the difference it's making. Like, people are loving it. Yeah. People are watching our episodes while yeah. working. People are looking forward to them every week. So we're just like, let's just keep on giving. Let's keep connecting with our sisters. Yeah. Thank you exactly. so much, so, everyone. I was going to say, yeah. Um, Thank you, We guys. see all the comments. We see all the shares, the likes. And, yeah, it just yeah. warms our hearts. And it keeps us going to do this every single week for it you really guys. Does. It really does. So before we get into it, quick catch up. How's you guys' weeks been since the last time we had an episode, which was like over a week ago now? So yeah, yeah. Jennifer, how's your week been? Oh my! Well, enlighten week. us about your week because you had a quite an eventful week, actually. <laughs> well, as you know, um, <laughs> I took the vaccine, um, and I don't want to go too deep into it just because I don't want to scare people. But you know, the vaccine sometimes does have effects uh very safe you just get like a, a fever and whatnot but um i didn't really take too well to that so my my weekend was very hard uh but it only lasted about two three days and i'm fine now i'm alive guys okay so, good. <laughs> yes um so there was that and you know work's been busy behind the scenes guys stay at home please stay at home i know i said it before but i'm being dead serious stay at home from an nhs workers people on the front line Okay. Yeah. We so uh, I don't listen to, to her, please. 
Honestly, you guys but are yeah. working hard, man. It's when I see, you know, people like you, people like my boyfriend, even though he doesn't necessarily work front... Well, he is kind of frontline, but not really in the area you are in, but still just knowing the amount of pressure that the NHS are under, it really yeah, so much reminds pressure. me to stay at home. Like, yes, we're all itching to go out. We're all itching for the bit of freedom, but let's actually just stay home so that this can be over and done with. Because I'm tired yes, of it. Please. I'm so tired of yeah. it. Tired. Oh, we're all tired. Super tired. What about you, Charlie? How's your week been, girl? Your past eight, been? nine days? It's been okay. I am... Um, do you know what? I was just thinking that my... T- I feel like my 20s are wasting away i don't want to say that because it sounds so negative but like yeah no i, I just totally feel like you. life is so i saw this tweet i saw a tweet and it said i don't know if you guys saw it and it said oh i heard someone say that when the pandemic started they were 19 and now they're 21 oh like, yeah it, yeah I, and I was no, like I, I saw that yeah and do you know that's quite scary because yeah, hold on how old was i when the i was 25 when the I'll... pandemic started <laughs> And by the time we finish it, I'm probably going to be 27. Girl, you're 27 this hey! year. Nah. See what I mean? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Our 20s are literally flying by. So I've just been a bit reflective this week. Um, and just trying to be more intentional about just having fun. I know we can't go out. I know we can't do any of that stuff. But, you know, I'm just trying to be more intentional about using the space we have and the resources we have to just have fun. I had a really good yeah. life coaching session today as well with my life coach. Um, so I'm feeling a bit more energised. I'm feeling a bit, you know, a bit more motivated to kind of do stuff and just make the most of the situation. It's, it's hard, like, yeah. it's hard to stay motivated. I think this one, like, I don't know why people are struggling to see why this one is different. Because number one, it's like the third one. Number two, it's very, very different to even the one that the four week lockdown and even the one, especially the one in, in March, because we were going into spring. Like, I don't think people realise how much the weather and the seasons actually have an effect on your mental health and your mood. Oh, they do. Like, we are literally bang smack in the middle of winter, like, we're in the UK right now. So, of course, you wake up, you know, when we were in lockdown before, you'd open the curtains, the sun would be shining sun. a bit, you could go for a walk. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, you could still be in your little group sometimes, someone would come to your house or you go to the park. You can't do any of that. It's cold, mm. it's dingy, it's just, it's not nice. So, of course, that's going to have an effect on people's mental health. They're just stuck in the house with the central heating. That's literally it. So, mm. is this one I'm just like I'm really scared for people and and their mental health honestly especially people who are trying to juggle not just surviving but people who are juggling different things like families or studying or work all these different things that everyone's trying to juggle I'm feeling so sorry for right now like the mums that are kind of balancing homeschooling and working and having the mixed emotions of my children are going to school one day and then the next day they're not and I have to kind of figure out what I'm going to do with them but I still have to work um but I do feel like a lot more workplaces are becoming a lot more receptive to that and they are becoming yes, more understanding and flexible because you've got to be... The world is literally changing yeah, before our eyes. We cannot have the same fixed exactly. mentality of you must do these hours and this is what you must do yeah. and this is how much you've got to deliver because we're all trying to figure it out. But yeah, Bianca, how's your week been? Tell us, how's Ghana? How, how is the life there? I told you guys I had a COVID scare. Well, I didn't... So it wasn't symptoms, but I was exposed to someone who was living with someone who was tested positive. So I only got my results literally today. Thank God I was negative. And my sister and my brother-in-law were all negative. Like that. So that was cool. Obviously, I know we thank God because it's just so much like, even my boyfriend, his, like, his dad is, is vulnerable. So it's like, things like that you just it's all a ripple effect because they might yeah. be someone who's exposed to someone who's vulnerable it's yeah. just really it's, it's a lot to think about and to process so like 
I was mm-hmm. really, really scared, not just for me, because I, I felt fine, but for people I've been around who are living with people who are in a, a high risk. Um, so the past, the past like two, three days has been a bit yeah, but obviously I did like celebrate my birthday at the weekend, so that was fun. Yes, you did. And, you looked beautiful. Yeah, like, it was cool. It was nice. Yeah, to, like, lovely. How was that? Thank you, to, thank you. It was nice. I just went to a place um, called Sandbox, which is um, just like literally by the beach. It's just like a beach restaurant place. Really, really, really nice. Just went there, chilled with some friends. My sister came and it was nice. It was a really intimate thing. We just mm. chilled and ate food. And then I spent two days away with my boyfriend. And yeah, we just relaxed and just enjoyed it. It was nice to kind of like be away and not having my niece look on the door. Auntie B, <laughs> it's a buyer. Oh, <laughs> like, oh. <two> days. <laughs> so it was, it was really, really oh. nice. And then, yeah, obviously I came up. My sister was like, oh, we need to get tested. So as soon as I got back, I went and got tested straight away. And then. Yeah. yeah, but it's been it's been cool. God is like the numbers are rising. Like the numbers yeah. are rising. They're rising God. everywhere. Have yeah. you heard about Dubai? And they are Dubai. rising. Dubai. Exactly. Because exactly. so many people are in... coming there. This is people, it. People and like it's so funny. I was saying to I was saying to my boyfriend that like I had three messages in the past like four days of people that are still coming to Ghana like in this week and next week. Still. And was like, told them to stay there with their UK COVID. We don't want them over here. Seriously. Like, like, yeah. Still coming. Like, people are yeah. still coming. I feel like there's an influx of people coming. So like Dubai, for example, we had today that yeah. Dubai is now on think, lockdown. Yeah. I think all oh, they've like suspended all entertainment um, because of exactly. the amount of cases. And it's just like, surprise, yeah. surprise. You're letting all these UK people in. And exactly. they bring, literally COVID is, is becoming infested in that country. It's just yeah. crazy. I'm not but, saying it's UK people's but fault, but like, government here, you've had a big part to The do. government are being honest about numbers. Yeah. They are oh, like, no. They They're not. really under-exaggerating the numbers here because... Obviously, yeah. they want to seem like they don't have things under control. And with people here, the way people act here is like, even if they have symptoms, they're not going to get tested. Like, they're just, mm. just like, okay, cool. they'll let it kind of just. So, yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. But I've just been in the house because I'm not trying to go out as much as I was before. So I'll do little things here mm-hmm. and there. But just trying to be more safe. So I've literally been at home since I got back on Tuesday from being away. I've just been home literally all week, just been with the family, yeah. just awaiting our test results. Yeah. So. It's been like it's every day is different. You just don't know what what happens. Every you day you wake up know. and something new. That's something that's new. literally so. how I feel about life right now. You wake up and there's yeah. something else going on. It's just unpredictable. Yeah. But yeah, so guys, stay yes. home, stay yes. safe, wear a mask, social distance. Yeah, yes. you guys know, really I know what it is. Come on, we're all Before, when Boris here. used to say that, I'll be rolling my eyes like, "Okay, we've heard Mr. Man," but now, please, guys, stay home, stay safe, yeah, guys. Wear your mask, wear your gloves, please. please. I can beg mm-hmm. you if I have to. Please don't be me all down, please, guys. <laughs> I just want my life. Back. Everyone has their life. Yeah. Back, so let's just do what we've got to do. The other day, mm. I. <laughs> I saw in the news, yeah, that there was a party in Basingstoke and um, these people are so dumb. They, the police went there to separate it and the guy said, oh, I didn't know there was any COVID or I was just about to say it to you because that. I don't watch the news. Is you everything okay? He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> wow. First of because all, that's the biggest see, lie see, I've ever people seen. People are so ignorant. You, you don't see signs on the bus saying wear a mask or, or billboard saying Thank social you. distance. Come on. And you don't see no, they people need. wearing masks. Like, obviously they, they were lying there. Just they for lying. that, just for that, I would have sent that person to jail. Just for that. <laughs> Being so ignorant. <laughs> for the Jenna's, lies. Jenna's come back with her go to jail protocols. <laughs> so guys, mm-hmm. oh my pod, let's do that. Yeah. Oh my pod. Right. So guys, let's get into the episode. First things first. Oh my pod. So who's got oh my pod today? Oh my pod. So I have an oh my pod. <laughs> um, 
So I was contemplating whether we should discuss this or not, but you know what? I think it's worth discussing because it's something that blew social media alight yesterday. So yesterday, Ashley Louise, I think that's her name, hosted a room on Clubhouse um, about rating different MUAs. Um, so loads of girls um, came onto the stage and were talking about their MUA stories from hell. Now, mm. this kind of, it blew up because there were two main um, MUAs that kept coming up that people were talking about. Um, so they, they were kind of describing the really bad experiences of them. Um, and, you know, people started saying that this is bullying, this is this, this is that, um, because of the amount of people that were listening as well. So, yeah, the whole of social media. <laughs> um, do you know what? The became was crazy. Under, it was full. Under four minutes, this room was full. Yeah. Deep that. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you know we all, we all like to gossip. Like and, and, I'm, and I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, I was enjoying the drama because it was entertaining. It was entertainment for me, you know. It, it really was. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of backfired on Ashley, and people are kind of saying this is bullying. Why is she facilitating these kind of discussions? Mm. The other side is saying it's got nothing to do with Ashley. If you're given a bad experience, you're given a bad experience. And whether you're a black business, young business, two year old business, one month old business, if you're providing a service you need to do that with good quality. So what do you guys think about that? Uh, do you know, I was split. Because remember I messaged you and I said something along the lines, like, I don't know, I think this is too much. Because I think it started off with people not wanting to say names. And then afterwards, um, the people on the stage, uh, the moderators, and actually they were saying, actually say names because we want people to, the audience to avoid these people. Um, and that's when, like, in my heart, I was just like, I know that their service was crap, but there's about 5,000 people plus two other rooms that were created to like listen to rooms. this. There were, there like, were four, four rooms. There were, there were four, there were like four, four other rooms. rooms. Yeah, there listen. were legit four other rooms. Right. So it's a bit too much, I felt, anyway, towards the end. So I didn't stay that long, but it was, yeah, it was juicy. But I think I, towards the end, I kind of felt bad. Um yeah, it's not really my thing. Yeah. What about you, Bianca? I don't know if you were in the room, but I'm sure you must have heard about so it. So I mean, most of the time when things happen at Clubhouse, I see on Twitter. I don't spend really much time on Clubhouse. I really don't anymore. I just think it's become a really toxic place. So I'm not I'm not drawn to it, but I, I was on there for literally, I think I managed to get into one of the the, the other rooms. Yeah, like, I was in there for like two. <laughs> yeah, I was in there for was like it clear? Two What's that? Was it clear in the other rooms? Yeah, you could hear. You could hear. You could hear. Oh. Um, yeah. I think I was in there for a couple of minutes at, well. at max. A couple of minutes. I think just straight up, it's not okay. Personally, mm. I think the room should have been hosted. The reason why I say that is because we. I don't know what it is, and for someone who like Ashley Louise, she's now calls herself a famous moderator. Yeah. Um, for someone who has now experience in moderating rooms as experience in knowing enough about Clubhouse, you know that Clubhouse is not a safe space and that anyone that comes, anything that you, any topic you bring into Clubhouse that even has the, the small risk of it turning into something that it shouldn't, don't do it. Because we, thousands of thousands of people, we don't know each other, I don't owe you anything. And I just, I just think it's always going to turn into something that you never intended it to. So you have mm. to think, and it's like a lot of times your intentions are great, but with a place like Clubhouse, you have to think forward. You have to. But the thing also, is, I, I think those were her intentions. 
those were her intentions. I, I don't think. Well, you know what? Maybe they were intentions that... to, to be to have like the, for it to blow up into some big controversial thing. Maybe that was her intention. If that was, then I, I was. I don't respect that at all. The other thing is, with coming up and sharing your your experiences, the issue I have with that is, and ZZ Mills, do you remember when we had an episode about black businesses? Yeah, and I said. One thing I said, and I stick by this, and ZZ Mills tweeted this exact thing like, yesterday related to the clubhouse. She said, yeah, we're so quick to down black businesses and say we'll never shop with them again. But we'll go to Zara, we'll go to all these big corporations, get a bad experience, and yeah. we'll stu- still go back there and shop. We can get treated badly. Every pretty little thing delivery can come late, two days late. We're still going to keep shopping there. So I think there's a thing that we have with black businesses especially that we just don't, we have the lack of grace, the lack of mercy, especially for those who are um, just starting out. And also for people, there could have been people that have come up here and said they had a, a bad experience with an MUA. And maybe that wasn't actually a representation of that person. Maybe it was just a bad day. I know there were some MUAs where it was a pattern, but for uh, that may not have been the case for all. So now you're mm-hmm. coming in there and literally, if you think about each room had about 2,000 people, you had about 10,000 people each room. Oh, it was way more than together. that. It was literally way it was more, more than that. When I looked at the tweets, it was over 100k tweets that were uh, yeah. concerning the room. You're having all these people could hear one bad story about a person and then that's it. You've, they've written them off forever. So mm. I, I don't agree with it at all. I don't agree with coming on and bashing businesses. I don't, whether it's a white business, black business, I think your intent in Clubhouse, however your intent, however pure your intent is, it's always going to end up, go. it's mm. going to go right when you intend it to go there. So yeah. I just think that it's, this, that's a no-no for me. 100% no-no. Mm. Yeah, there are people out there that don't when I saw some of the, the like what I asked for versus what I got it was shocking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely shocking yeah. I can't lie however I just don't think that was the place to do it 100% no it wasn't the place yeah. to do it so that's my opinion I, I, yeah. yeah no I totally I, I, hear there's that. a thing I think Brits have contaminated these Londoners con- contaminated clubhouse like oh if yeah I was to choose a, a demographic or a group of people that have contributed towards top clubhouse being toxic it's been these Londoners it, it literally has been like every <laughs> time I go to you guys are causing trouble not you guys but us guys yeah do you know what it is I think it it became like that as soon as they said as soon as they increased the invites and it's the app being greedy the founders of the app initially I'm sure their plan was for this to be an exclusive app where you know only a certain type of person gets it and you know you have meaningful conversations you network you meet amazing people but I think they got a bit greedy and they thought actually we need more numbers because now I have like Mm. five invites sitting there before I had the one invite it was like you were hustling for invites but now everyone is everyone is kind of you can get that but the thing is they're intending to even go public with it in March yeah you see so so the whole it's just yeah, like the, whole, the whole intention of it it literally the whole intention yeah, yeah. of it has definitely changed um so go back to the whole Ashley thing so I'm not gonna lie when I was in the room that she did before and you know it was about um hairstylists um and what she was saying is that she's trying to create of course we know that this is not necessarily her intention but she's trying to create a space where you know we can avoid certain businesses or help hold businesses accountable if they have not delivered good services repeatedly for people but of course with naming names and she was like is there's no point in not naming names because what's the point of telling your story so I think it was part entertainment part holding business accountable but really it's not we all know we all kind of knew what was going to happen but we just didn't expect it to be this bad so that one I kind of joined in maybe towards the end so I heard about this one um, on Wednesday and I thought oh let me just listen like this is juicy and 
let's not lie. Some sometimes we like to hear a bit of drama. We like a bit of action. You know, we watch Love and Hip Hop. All these like we just it's, it's sometimes mm-hmm. just fun to see. You know, and hear. So mm-hmm. I was just like, Ach, let me join. Um, but then after, like when I was seeing everyone kind of um, attack Ashley or like just kind of share their two pence on the situation, I did start to feel a bit bad. I was like, oh, actually. We need to think about the impact this is now going to have on these young girls, well, you and see, especially well, one of the with, girls my that were. With that is, my problem with that is the same people that you're getting to come up and talk and share their juicy stories and share the tea. The same people mm. that are making you trend and 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 making you more popular as a famous moderator are the same people that will trust you. So and that's why you have to be careful with this. Like you're using these very same people to get your name out there and to get get yourself known. Yeah. As but these are the same people. They have that in them to turn on you and say, "No, it's trash." So you, mm. I just, I just think it's, it's yeah. I'm just, I'm but like, do you also like, think? And just, just to end off with this, do you think yeah. that people are becoming a bit more sensitive? Sensitive, and a bit more, yeah, like a bit more, um, like let's say something that may have been said, I don't know, two, three years ago would not have had the same reaction as what's been as what was said yesterday for example i think it's think okay so a bit more sensitive there's layers to that because i think there's fake sensitivity and i say there's fake sensitivity because i think that it, this may not be in context to this situation but you see because there are like communities now so there's the black community and there's the lgbt mm. community and there's the female community and you say anything to any of these communities or in relation to any of these communities and the community there's a there's a massive uproar or, you know, you have to be more sensitive and careful about what you say these days. And I think people see that and take advantage of that. So now if you say one thing that could be offensive, sometimes I look at, I'm watching like comedy shows from like 10, 20 years ago and I'm thinking they could never get away with saying no, this stuff now. Like, no, mm-hmm. so That's what um, Kevin Hart was saying as well. Uh, with yeah, his jokes. Yeah. You know, his yeah, jokes would yeah. have banged like a couple exactly. of years ago, but now he exactly. can't so, do that But anymore. we all laugh at them then. I, so I think, I think I, I appreciate where we are as a people that we're being more aware about what comes out of our mouths and what we say to each other. But I also think that we are too sensitive sometimes. I think sometimes mm. things are, you know, I miss just that banter. Like the banter yeah. I could have with someone and you could be, it could be banter that has a, a smidge of truth on it, but you know what, I can still laugh about it and vice versa. I definitely miss, it, it's annoying when every time I go online on social media, someone says something, I, I, one pet peeve I really have is when you see someone says something and you could actually see right through their intent and people yeah. take it the wrong way and you're yeah. like how can you miss this like they would they were so pure in what they were trying to say and you literally twisted it so that it can offend you so that you can make a big deal out of it so yeah, i do yeah. that's why I call so it you can get some retweets yeah so i think i don't know if it's in relation to this whole ashley thing but i definitely think yeah we are like we've become as a world a lot more sensitive, sensitive but yeah. I do agree. maybe before we were too insensitive so i think it's all about balance i don't know mm, i think yeah. we've become yeah. too sensitive i think that there are some things <sighs> There are some things that people have the right to say. I have the right to say if I'm not happy with the service. I have a right to say if I don't agree with, you know, something, someone's way of life. I have a, I have a right to say if I'm not happy with, like, for example, when I go to restaurants, I'm a talker. If I'm not happy with your service, I'll tell you. Usually when I'm with people, that makes them uncomfortable. But I'm just like, yes. no, I paid for this. 
I yeah. want the same level of service that someone else that paid for this. How do you say it as well, though? Like, you're not rude yeah, about no, it's it, not rude. right? Yeah, so it's not it's rude, unless it warrants rudeness, of course. It's about how you say things, it's yeah, about how tactful you are. And I get that. Delivery, yeah. It's the delivery, of course. Sometimes some situations do warrant rudeness, because if I've been waiting and I've been repeatedly repeating myself, then unfortunately rudeness is the only way to deliver my message. But of course, that's not the first resort. Um, but you know I, I'm all for speaking up and to being yourself but of course know, know the limits yeah yes I feel like too many people on Clubhouse right now what's that Jim I was saying that too many people on Clubhouse right now like constantly 24 like 7 I was, I was actually considering about even the three of us making a, a, a house now you can apply to make a house and whatever but mm. I was just like I'm not gonna spend I don't spend that much time on uh-uh. clubhouse I'm not even no. gonna it's so I'm funny because it was you that introduced it to me Bianca exactly yeah. but, I, but I liked the way it was just what I'm saying yeah. I liked it that but it do you so know great. what what I realized is that if I because now I only go like in the night time my clubhouse rooms have filtered down to the ones that I actually enjoy, like the health ones okay, and whatnot. So, it's, it's, so it's the, the more idea, you keep okay. going into rooms, it actually selects the ones like yeah, yeah, Facebook your or Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a, something now where you can choose your preferences, like the topics and stuff. There's a thing, and I don't know if you've seen I it. Think I've seen it. I think I've seen it. Choose, like categories, so those will show up on your. They call it the hallway. It will show up in your hallway. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I it's that. interesting. But like speaking of interface, yes. I mean, they're Ooh. like in the creative field. We are talking about yes. all things creative today, which is like I don't know why we haven't spoken about this before because it's such a. I know we had we alluded to it on the on employee versus entrepreneur episode that we did. If yeah, you haven't okay, listened to yeah, that, okay. by the way, guys. Please go okay. listen to that. That was a really good one where we kind of fleshed out the comparisons between being an entrepreneur versus doing a yeah. nine to five. Can you do both? Yeah. Can't you do both? Mm-hmm. What are the difficulties and all of that? So yeah, go listen to that if you haven't already. Um, yeah. But yeah, over to you, Bianca, what were you saying? Yeah, Any so at this episode, I really, I mean, we've spoken about it and I think there was a mention in it, not the last episode, the episode before that, where we were talking about, I think, Shade, you mentioned about like um, how as creatives, how your family feels or how your parents feel about this thing. And I was like, well, you know what? We haven't really touched on it because I think pretty much almost everyone I know is somehow in some aspect the creative, like when it comes to my yeah. friends. There's not one friend that I can think of that isn't a creative in some aspect. Even if it's small, it's big, it's on a larger scale, they're creative somehow. Um, so I, I was like, you know what? We have to, we have to talk about this. Like, So mm. what? Because I, I feel like, I don't think it's subjective, but I do feel like it's based on how you view yourself as a creative and also how you view others like what is your definition Jen what would you say your definition of a creative is I think it's stepping out of the norm and when I say the norm is like you know having a you know just a normal nine to five um, having a corporate job having an academic type of job being a creative is dipping into things that aren't so um, formal that aren't so I guess pleasing to society yeah. So that's what I'll say. Hmm. What do you mean not pleasing to society, though? So, for example, like yeah. going back to the whole parents thing, and you know, if you had someone who was, for example, wanting to become a singer compared to somebody who um, was wanting to become an accountant, becoming an accountant mm. would be seen as more respectable. Though times, though times, times have changed, and now you know we're seeing things in a different light. That is often still the case especially with parents if you come from a cultural background um so yeah that's what i mean 
Mm. Okay. Okay. What, what's your definition of a being creative? I feel like there's two in today's types society, anyway. Yeah, I definitely feel like there's two types of creatives. I feel like there's the creative that's a full time creative, that's their job photographers, videographers, cinem- cinema makers that's the term now that I learned today on Clubhouse, <laughs> um, graphic designers, and then you've got your creatives that are kind of doing it on the side so like i would describe myself um, and jen as well as maybe side creatives so like creatives that are kind of doing it as a, like a side hustle side project yeah. type thing um but to me a creative is someone who creates content you're creating content for someone's consumption that's what a creative yeah. is to me what about you bianca because i've, I've always wanted to ask you you're creative so like full on full on exactly <laughs> so yeah. what what to you what is a creative and what do you actually do and what's it like being i mean there's loads of questions in that but yes yeah, first yeah, up, yeah, no, you know, what's it. a creative so and what, what you i think for do. me a creative is someone who creates like yeah. they create things and they create not from it's not from the outside it's from the inside so it's 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 a part of you you're creating something that is a part it's come from you a create a creating is an idea. It's come from a, whether it's an idea, it's, it's some sort of seed that you've literally conceptualized from a seed into into a, a flower, into a plant. So whether it's for I even say even if it, you're creating and it's not for others' consumptions, consumption, you are still a creative because you are creating. Um, so for some people, creating as a creative, it's just a hobby. It's just some people don't even know. Like sometimes um, I'll have conversations with people that I've known or I've, I've been associated with for years. They'll tell me, oh, I, did, I do this. And I'm like, I didn't know you do that. Like they, it's just something that they've just done their whole lives. They're just, it's not to for anyone's consumption or to monetize. It's just because it's just a part of who they are and they like doing it. It's something that they enjoy. There's some people that they enjoy doing it and making money from it. That's absolutely great. That's even better, you know. If you want to make money from it and you can make money from it of course and it's something you're passionate about of course um being creative mm. i don't know it's weird because i wouldn't in the role of work that i do what do you do for, for those that don't know so for yeah, those that don't know yeah oh yeah so for those that don't know i work in branding and social media strategy so i would say in the work that i do it doesn't not everything i do is is I would consider myself a creative like in every part of my job so when it comes to the branding especially because i think with the branding and i'm talking about the strategy here because i'm helping people to to cultivate a strategy so it's more it's not so creative in a way like yeah there are creative aspects to it but just like you know uh, i don't know if people have, like if you have if you do follow me my personal page you'll see that last year when i was doing a lot of the branding stuff online a lot of it or you were even a part of it a lot of it was like conversational based it was having the conversations and arts and having a conversation with yourself about building strategy about building plans so it's almost like making a business plan like that's a, a, in a way a strategy is um and obviously that project launches and then when it comes when it comes to project launches and social media that's where more of the creative side comes in for me so like what i do is she's in the pod with like making the graphics and coming up with ideas of like you know different things like that so sometimes it's it can it consists of me sitting down and being more, I wouldn't say academic but being more like okay this is work this is typing this is researching and etc and it's not so much fun and then the other side is yeah I actually get to create and I get to re 
like literally vomit out all the ideas I have into an idea, into something that's visual for people to see. So that's what I do. So I would say if you create in any way, if you knit, if you do nails, do you know what I'm saying? If you wookie, wookie, if you're a DJ, whatever you do, you're a, you're a creative. Like, and again, it doesn't have to be. I think the 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 message that is being put out there, especially these days, is that if you're not making money from what you're create, like your your creations, then you're not creative. You don't have to make money from it. Like that's not it. Sometimes it's just to enjoy. And I actually miss the days where we just had hobbies. Not everything had to be monetized. To be like honest. I miss yeah. the days where you had the oh. innocence. Of just Honestly, doing something because you enjoyed it and like, not because I just, I just you wanted to get a thousand likes. Yeah. Like, oh, what? Like, oh, oh, you've gotten me into a different mindset. But the I'm thing is, like, the thing is, I do understand. What's that, Jen? I was going to say, I do understand why a lot of people now want to start monetizing um, their creativity yeah, yeah. just because of the type of climate we're in, in terms of, you know, just what having a nine to five salary isn't enough to you know mm. cultivate cultivate the dreams that you've wanted like buying a house or not that you yeah. can't buy a house uh, with that type of salary it's, harder, but some people, it's a lot harder especially but, you don't harder, have yeah. to, but your second source of income doesn't have to be anything creative you can invest. yeah but i i think it could be traded trade. invested it could be literally it doesn't have to yeah. be anything creative because my thing is that i feel like a lot of people enjoy being creative and I see it I see it on Instagram a lot of people enjoy being creative taking pictures and all of that but as they begin to maybe get a bit more followers it doesn't become as genuine anymore and you and see authentic, that yeah. because it, it's not authentic anymore because you see that all their pictures are starting to look the same it doesn't have their their personality isn't shining through anymore yeah and yeah. the whole vibe just changes and my thing is that I know yeah. you can make good money off this Instagram influencing creating fashion stuff but when it's no longer authentic, it becomes very samey. It becomes yeah, like you're just yeah. another fashion girl on Instagram. So yeah. my thing is, I just don't think it, it should be forced. You don't have to monetize. It, yes, it's nice to, and if that happens to you naturally, then fantastic. But I just don't think people should put pressure on themselves to force themselves to make money off anything creative. Get into yeah. that. Get into that, because that's something yeah. that I want to touch on in regards to, like, when you create that process and that, like, the whole process and the spectrum of it being, when it's still inside you, it's in its purest form. You know what I mean? That idea or whatever, it's, that, it's literally in its purest form. And as the more you, you create and you cultivate and you let it out, and see, it's, it's in the world now, it's not yeah. as pure. And, and then when you are doing it for money, you've got to do it on time. You've got to do it in this day. You have to make sure it's this quality. And there's a lot of things that go into it. You don't have the freedom to just do it authentically. Every, so much thought has to be put into it. And we'll talk about that later down the line because I think that's a really, really important thing of yeah, just keeping yeah, that authenticity yeah. when you're a creative. But like, would you, would you guys? I mean, you said it already, but you would, you guys would consider yourself a creative, right? Only recently. Yeah, same. Um, for the longest time, I did struggle with that just because I thought that being a creative meant doing that full time. Like I always saw saw people who were doing this. Uh, full-time as like the real creatives obviously now I know that's not the case but um, because I still wanted to hang on to my you know academic side which I also love and I felt like I couldn't do both at the same time um, that's why I didn't consider myself a creative or sometimes I'll say I'm half creative and I'm half academic like I wouldn't mm, commit myself hybrid. to just being that 
right yeah. like a hybrid so um but now i'm you know understanding that you know because of what i do she's in the pod with um sasa like of course i am and when i look back at you know when i was younger i've always been that creative you know i've always been the one wanting to create stuff but i just never thought that that was what it was called um but yeah right now i would say i am yeah 100%. And what about you Charlie? <laughs> Um, I'm similar to Jen, you know, when people used to say, oh, you know, you're creative, like, I remember there was one guy that was just like, oh, you know, you should, um, do this because you're very creative. I was like, Ugh, I'm not creative at all, because, like, and I still don't feel like I'm creative, you know, mm. like, it, I feel quite, sometimes to think of, like, designs or anything fancy is quite draining for me, because I'm just, I just don't think I'm naturally a creative person. Obviously, doing She's in a Pod and stuff, um... I mean, I was doing this by London. Now, in hindsight, I look back and um, and I do realise that actually that is quite creative to create an, yeah. an Instagram page, to create content for people to read and yeah. consume and, um, uh, you know, associate with and, and, you know, integrate with, whatever, interact with, rather. Then, yeah, you, you actually know, like, create creatives, and that's the thing, again, this is another thing about, like, social media and this is what we've kind of, like, been accustomed to, being creative and creating something doesn't always have to be visual. It could be what people feel, what they hear, what they see, what they encounter. It's all about just what I'm encountering from you. Something you've created that I've encountered. It doesn't have to be a visual thing. It could literally be a thing that I feel emotionally, mentally, if it's physically. So I always think, you know, don't stick, like, don't stay in the box of it has to be a visual, it has to be a picture or a graphic see, that, or that, that, a that video. It doesn't have me. to be that. Yeah, literally, that whatever what you I have... Exactly. Whatever idea you have that you've created has come from here and it's come into the world. You are creative. You are constantly creating things, whether it's like, uh, even if it's like, I know, like, say, for example, you you're doing a nine to five job. But so you go to your boss and you say, listen, I have this idea to work on this project. You've literally had this idea and you've worked on this project with your team. You're creating. You are a creative. And sometimes we, we fixed creating in the space of it, creating, being a creative can't exist in the corporate world and it really can. Like oh, really there are creators can. that exist every can. single day. And that's a, a lot of, the corporate world thrives off of creatives because these so are where ideas come from. Then? Well, I, I would say, basically, really, I would say there's an element of creativeness and creativity in everyone. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I believe that with my whole heart. So I guess, so I guess the conversation... Yeah, no, go on, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I was just going to say, so I guess the conversation then um, leans more towards with being a full-time creative because... If and the level creative, of creativity, yeah. This is and, it. and the level, it's, it's, it's the level to it. It's the level. So, as I mean, as you guys have become more comfortable and confident, like, calling yourselves creative, creatives, who would you say, <laughs> online, offline, has inspired you to, like, you look at them and you're like, okay, do you know what? I like their work. I like the way they execute it. Not necessarily what they do, but I just like the execution. I like the work. I like the quality of their work, etc. Is there anyone that stands out to you, like, that you would say? Ooh, there is uh, a you know YouTuber. What? Oh, go on, Jen. No, go on. There's a YouTuber, Lydia Dango? Lydia Digo? Dinga! Lydia Dinga. Right, yeah. She, her YouTube videos are insane. And you know what, I am, I don't even watch them that much, but from what I've seen, she puts effort into them and they are so creative. It's literally like you're watching a movie. And that is, that's what you call perfecting your craft. Like she has perfected her craft. 
So yeah, I really like her. I wouldn't say I'm inspired by her just because I'm not trying to get into that space. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But I see her work and I'm just like, admire yes, it. Well yeah. Oh, yeah. and someone else actually, Esther Ray. I'm just thinking now oh, that yes, I said that. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Esther Ray, if you don't know her, she's a fashion, fashion um, lifestyle kind of yeah lifestyle well, kind of yeah. person yeah. Um, her reels are really cool. I really like her reels and I think her transitions mm-hmm. are super cool. Um, and I enjoy watching her. What yeah, about you, Jim? So for me, I would say Patricia Bright, and I say this because mm. I, you know, I've been following her for a long time. Been watching her videos from when she was, um, you know, younger and everything. But what I really love is that she's always incorporated her love for finance. Um, obviously, mm. I don't have a love for finance unless it's to do with money. Um, but <laughs> I, I love how she's a finance guru and she's also into makeup and she's into fashion. And for me, like I said, I struggled with how could I combine both or how could I still be both in terms of being a, a, a healthcare yeah. professional and being a creative. Um, so I, I love how she's, you know, she started the Break Social um, and she's still doing her YouTube stuff and she somehow managed to merge them both together because although I love doing, you know, Cheese in the Pod, I love doing my other stuff, um, I'm still the same girl who, you know, researches random facts about, oh, how long is your intestine? 15 feet. Like I'm, I'm you know, I'm still into that, the healthcare side of things. Um, no, so yeah, I'll say like, her and then... Yeah, and then now there's been like a, a, a rise of um, healthcare professionals on TikTok yes. and especially being in the pandemic and with the whole vaccines, yeah. healthcare professionals finding a different way to communicate with people. Mm. So, Which I yeah. think is so cool, by the way. There's this really? lady that I follow called mm. Dr. Julie. Something. Dr. Julie, yes. She's yes, really her. good. I follow her Instagram. I love good. her, her really? Instagram. You should follow okay. her. I yeah. don't actually She's follow really... any healthcare professionals, but I just think it's yeah. so cool that we have access to actually ask people who have studied night and day. We have to ask them questions. The internet yeah, has brought amazing. us all together. So as much as you know, there's the drama and there's all of that. There's actually really great sides. No, there are there are some some yeah. co- some pros. One of my biggest creative inspiration, I would say, is Issa Rae. I think she's amazing. Oh, yes. Issa yes. Rae is amazing, okay. and I because I followed her for when she did her like awkward black girl series. Like before she started Insecure yeah. and she used to do, it was just literally on just YouTube. I love that. And I, yeah. I, I'm going to pay for it because she did a masterclass series and I want to watch it. Not because I'm into acting or anything like that, but I saw a clip and she said the only difference between her awkward black girl series and Insecure was money. Wow. Like she said that was the only difference. The storylines, the way she executed it, the comedy, everything was the same. And so like she just, I, I like how, I feel like Insecure really changed the game. For, oh, for television, for series, for like the modern Amazing millennial show. young person. And so I just love the way she is so... I think also what I love about her is I love any creative that is multifaceted and that isn't scared yeah. to say, okay, this is, my, this is one side and this is one side. Today you're going to see both. Mm. This day you yeah. might see that side. I just love <laughs> it because it's like, you're not, you're not going to keep me in a box. You're not going to keep me in a box. This is who I am and I'm showing you all sides of myself. And that's definitely what I love about Issa Rae. Of course, I'm going to say Beyonce because she's just oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, here we go. I don't even have to say why, okay? Beyonce is just amazing, okay? I, I, don't, I don't have to explain. Beyonce is just But do you know ethic, what? She, she too, she's, she's multifaceted. I mean, she's got she her is. business. She's, she's mm. a musician. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. Mm. So she is, I don't know, who, who else would I say? Is there anyone online that I would say I really love? I have one more, actually. Yeah. 
I would say you, Bianca. Really? Honestly, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know why I said that? I was thinking about it. But your work yeah. is very excellent. Like, your, yeah. your creator, so every time, like, you play something in the chat, you're like, oh, guys, I just worked on this, you know, just some drafts. Mm. I'm just like... Yeah. I just don't get how you think of this stuff. Because when I... And you guys, have seen, you guys well. have seen my attempts of, you know... Have you seen mine? I've, try, I've tried to hide some from Bianca. But you know what? I don't want to talk <laughs> Do you know what it is, yeah? Sometimes, I was going to say, you guys, like, put things that you've worked on in the group chat and you're like, oh, I've done this. And actually, it's actually quite good and I, I can go off of that. But sometimes it's actually mm. quite hard to start from scratch, if that makes sense. So for example, like, I don't know if you saw in our DMs the other day, someone DM'd us and was saying, I don't think you saw it because I responded, but someone basically asked us how, what platform we use to do our whole, like... Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I like, just saw that DM now, actually. <laughs> just was one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, we did it ourselves. Like, you know what I mean? And I was explaining to her, et cetera. But even with that, you created that, Chade, and I was able to go yeah. on so I think to be honest like my creative so I've come from a very creative family so my mom was quite creative she was very academic because she was a teacher but at the same time she created things from scratch even she created courses she created all sorts of things um, and my dad is a musician as well my brother is very creative so I think my sister Shana she's creative and her cooking she's even she did fashion as well so wow. I think I've just come from that family yeah. where like we've all my parents really encouraged us because of the family that, you know, the way they were growing up um, to just tap into, like, creativity. So sometimes I feel like I'm not... I, I just feel like I'm not... Like, I've hit a brick wall. I honestly feel like sometimes I'm not creating on the level that, in my mind, I want to create at. It's weird. It's so Because weird. You, you, know, you set the standard super, super high, uh, and your, your standard you know is very we're... high, so... If, if, if it all goes I, on I in my mind, imagine. honestly... <laughs> Because to us, we're just like, oh my gosh, Bianca, this is amazing. Like, oh, there's, I have yeah. no comments. This is just fantastic. There's no feedback, nothing to change. But Even when you're asking, like, you oh, probably... what do you think? I'm like, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that, I genuinely appreciate that, Bianca, honestly. Yeah. I appreciate it. I really, really do. Um, so let's talk about the pros and cons of being a creative. Because I feel like there's quite a lot. I feel like Ooh, we can't nice. go into everything because time will not allow us to talk into everything. Yeah. But like, I just... We're gonna have to stop. I've got a knock on my door. Yeah, but like, let's first talk about monetizing. We we just touched on this, but we can quickly touch on it again. Like the monetizing versus hobby. Like, what? Yeah. If if let's be honest, if you guys had the opportunity, if someone like if you were, if you knew that you could make a lot of money from your creative side side but you have to drop your corporate or nine to five side, would you? Because obviously what the jobs that you guys are in, you are, you like, you're passionate about. Those are things yeah. that you actually love as well. So if you had to choose making money off of one of those things, would it be the corporate or the nine to five or would it be the creative side? Which, which one? Shade? That's so hard. Cause I feel like we <laughs> even compare the two. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know, I'll say both. Do you know why? I like the security of the yeah. nine to five. I just like the security of knowing how much you're going to get at the end of the month, how much you're, you know, you have a pension plan, plan, plan you can being plan, yeah. paid into. You just have a bit more. Yeah, you can plan as well. 
Um, so I just like that security. So I think I would choose both, but I'm leaning more towards the corporate side. Creative okay. side, in times like a pandemic, a lot of creative um, jobs are, they're suffering. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah, that's the reality. For example, yeah. yeah, for example, wedding vendors. Can we even do wedding Even just to take, like, a musician. Yeah. yeah. Oh, artists. Yeah. Yeah. The artists, they yeah. can't tour. Like, artists they actually can. make most of their money from touring. from touring. That's where they make their money, is touring. They can't tour. And when like I heard that, that I just start, I started to think, wow, like, how are they actually going to make their money now? Especially ones that mm-hmm. can't necessarily release albums as quickly as all these other bigger artists that can make money off streams and stuff. Yes. The ones that are smaller that are still trying to get that exposure, they're purely relying on... Um, tours and all of that and they can't yeah. do that now so yeah mm-hmm. so I, I think yeah in fact you know what I would choose my corporate what about you okay. doing corporate um I would choose um the creative um, okay. I think because because like I said um I feel like I can incorporate my love for healthcare into the creative side now now that I've seen so I'm kind of in a privileged position um shall I say yeah so if it's a fact that my creative side is making more money then I will definitely go for that I think I'm definitely someone that likes security so it has to it has Mm. to be at a certain level at a certain point where it's like okay me doing a nine-to-five doesn't make sense anymore and also I like routine and I don't like change that much. So if I was going to go fully into uh, creative, it has to be a gradual change where it's like, okay, let's take baby steps, you know, not just diving straight into it. I'm not that sort of person. I know other people have done it. God bless you, not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely would go for it, but I would have to weigh out all my options. Yeah. And Bianca, for you, yeah, because you're creative at the moment. It's a pandemic. Yeah, there's, there's coronavirus. How has yeah. it affected you, if it has? Well, I think that, I mean, this year has just started. But last year, I think oh, it yeah. pretty well oh, for me. I feel like, like this is December 38th. <laughs> I don't feel like this is a new year. But anyway, let me start getting pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's been a long few days of January. But I think um, this year, obviously, we don't know what's ahead of us. But I think last year went pretty well. And the reason why, it's very different to times, and I'm, you have to as a creative I think what the most important thing is that you have to keep up with the times and be relevant so what I know worked in at the beginning of this pandemic is not going to work now throughout Mm -hmm. like whether we're halfway through or towards the end so for example you guys know that last year I was doing the courses and I was doing the lives and etc because people were almost excited to be at home they had all these projects and things they wanted to work on that Mm -hmm. now it was like yeah silence can you hear that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what can you hear that no no I'm sorry cut. I thought that was it's, a joke oh my God, I, was going Same. I thought it was a joke as well carry Imagine. on Bianca I was going along with you that can't hear it. yeah that's sorry guys was, the, the aeroplane went past yeah <laughs> I was like really. at all. Girl, you can probably on. hear it like it was uh, it was like shh, shh, shh. the aeroplanes are so low here but anyway that's what I was saying um, last year I did the courses and stuff like that and people were like they were excited at the thought of spending time at home and all these people that had businesses that they wanted to like start and it, it was a good time to do what I did. If I did that now, the way, the same way I did it, people are not going to pay as much attention because people are tired. They're tired. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to kind of like re constantly reinvent yourself as a creative, mm. make sure that you're not compromising 
what is pure and what is a part of you but at the same time you're just changing you're not changing the the, the context but you're changing the, the the packaging the packaging yeah so yeah. I don't I think this year I'm trying to work on making sure that the packaging is different and staying relevant to the time so that it can relate to people but um in this pandemic I felt like last year it went really well for me so I don't know what's mm. ahead but we'll see because a lot Would of people ever... now they have to yeah go on no, sorry go on I was just saying people because they're at home now they have more time to think about other things they want to pursue and that's where I come in I'm like hey I'm here (laughs) and so that's you know that's the that's the pros there are cons but that there are those are the pros of actually you know be doing this in a pandemic yeah yeah would you ever consider doing a nine-to-five I feel like you've said something around that but no 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 okay cool that's a lie insert me here (laughs) <laughs> I would do a nine to five year if I wanted to make more money, but I wouldn't give up what I'm doing now. Does that make sense? So like if I wanted to balance two or three jobs, fair enough. I, I can see myself doing that, but I wouldn't leave what I'm doing to go work in a nine to five. No way, no ways, as my niece would say. No ways. It's not happening. <laughs> like that it's just because I know myself, I know I'll be so unhappy. And my mom always just said to me, you are not supposed to work for anybody else. Like she knew me, me and my brother, because we're just so creative. We just know what we want. And in in a way I know, I know, I'm very confident. It's not a boastful thing. I know that I am a leader. And so yeah. certain things that I just can't, I don't feel comfortable doing and being under other people. I'll do it for a meantime, like if I need to do it, but mm. it's not, it's not my goal. I wouldn't give up that. That's I would only words. do that if I was a bit of extra cash and that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's all good because I'm sure there are loads of ladies listening that mm. want to maybe venture into the creative side, but they don't have the confidence to. They know that they I have it, it deep down without deep down inside, but they don't have the confidence to actually go out and do it. Do it. And it's difficult, let's be real. That's why it I is, chose it's not, it's not. that's why I chose nine to five because I like my security. But actually, is that me just sticking within my comfort zone and not wanting to come out of that? It possibly out. is. So yeah, Bianca. No, it's 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 a, it's a it's always a risk with it, and I think um it, it's it's difficult, like. I saw this like um, this this visual one time, and it was basically like it was almost like a graph, and it was like started up, then it was going down and up, and then down and then up, and it was literally basically saying like it, what it's like to be an entrepreneur or like a creative. It's just saying like there's no you don't get get through the journey, and then you're constantly experiencing highs. Even when you're at the top, you're experiencing high, you're experiencing highs and lows and highs and lows. So it's, it's not there's linear. always a risk factor that. Again, that lack of security brings it also brings a bit of mental and emotional turmoil at times because yeah, like you're thinking about money and all these other things and security. And then especially when you think about later down the line, if you want to have family and you have other responsibilities, is it easier to just go for a nine to five because now you have other people, other things depending on you? So even yeah. for those who are creators who have families, I that must be another level of of like of anxiety and another level of stress to figure out what yeah. you want to do and do you want to go with your heart or do you need to go with what's right because that's another conversation about when that you know is. pursuing I'm that sure when you have responsibilities mums and maybe even dads have suppressed their dreams because they're just like do you know what i've got to do what i've got yeah. to do to provide for this family exactly so, and it's difficult so with you guys yeah. because obviously we've had very different upbringings so like what has been 
have you ever had conversations with your parents about that creative side of you or ever wanted like was that even an option did you feel like that was ever presented to you to ever explore that side or was it just you're only allowed to explore that side in church <laughs> like, <laughs> no. oh my God. Shut she like, if you want to if you want to sing go and sing in the choir just what i'm saying like <laughs> that's it <laughs> Go sing and no, praise the worship. It's That's it. It's Bianca, you you hit the nail on the head. Um really? to me, but to be honest, because I am not a I wouldn't well, previously I wouldn't have described myself as a creative. Yeah. It wasn't something that I ever really explored anyway. So it's, I did it wasn't a conversation I ever needed to have. Um however, if <laughs> if I was to say, oh, I want to get into, I don't know, photography or something, I would need to have a concrete plan and present that with confidence and know exactly what I'm doing when I'm doing it and have really calculated it if not I don't think it would go down well my parents though they are very supportive I won't lie they are very um they they push us to kind of do the best that we can in whatever space we kind of choose to pursue but you know none of us have expressed that we want to go down the creative route um but in regards Mm. to the church thing anything anything church (laughs) you better go get involved if it's not choir it's media if it's not media it's dance it's something Um, but yeah that's even a conversation for another day hi Jen over to you Um, what about you Jen what about you do you know what for me I would say it's a bit similar I've never been forced to follow a particular path okay. um, growing up my parents as well like it, it was a thing where I had to present to them literally pre- like a presentation really? this is what I want to know uh this is what I want wow. to do even with occupational therapy they had no clue what that was and I had to present it to them um oh. but I will say that my mom especially she's definitely encouraged my creative side uh, because she's more creative and she's always like oh Jennifer oh you should do this you should do that like she's always oh. encouraged me to do something outside of my nine to five that's so again I really felt that pressure. and one thing that she always says to me is all five fingers are not the same I think I mentioned it before yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, basically it's like saying that we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses go towards your strengths if you're not good at maths don't go for an account like mm-hmm. you know play play according to your strengths so she knew that I had an interest in health so she pushed for that but she also knew that I was a bit creative so you know I did a bit of acting when I was younger she was like pushing me into doing different types of things Mm -hmm. um but yeah I I think I've definitely had the privilege I've heard other horror stories from my friends who are creatives and their moms are now forcing them to do nursing I'm like well first of all you don't like the sight of blood Um, I remember you saying this actually yeah yeah so um yeah it's definitely been a privilege for myself that's crazy. That's, yeah. that's good though, because I haven't really heard that. Like, growing up in Nigerian home, you don't hear that often, you know, that yeah. encourage that side of you. So I think that's but do you, know what, do you know what it is as well? I feel like, especially for um, a lot of African parents who have come over to this country and they're now seeing that it's not all roses and just because you have a degree doesn't mean that you're just hmm. going okay, yeah. to become you a millionaire. You still, um, listen, listen. Like, yeah, I'm currently mentoring, yeah, I'm currently mentoring um, a girl who has um, just completed a law degree. She got a first and she is wow. struggling to find a job. Yes, it's a pandemic and that makes it a bit harder, but it doesn't matter these days. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It's about wow. experience exactly. because companies, especially now where everything is so fast paced, companies are just like, oh, please, we want someone that we need to train minimally. We could just kind of get the ball rolling on. So yeah, it's not yeah. as, it's not as, so as because, pretty as it seems. A lot of- yeah, so because a lot of parents see that struggle, I feel like it's a very different mentality to those who are back home who are thinking, oh, you know, over there, 
it's you've got all the opportunities why are you not rich like you have no yeah. excuse yeah yeah it's oh, not that easy you guys already know like just the house I grew up in it was it was yeah all creativity so, um it, it was encouraged like I don't really know what anything I wanted to do my mum was like cool let's do it there's so many projects mm. that like I would start and one would like pay for this studio time or this, oh, that, this, that. That's amazing. And she, she always encouraged it, like always. And that was in a lot of the groundwork for my creativity I learned in church. So they, when it came to church, they, they encouraged me to do things in church, but they encouraged me to, now that I've like, when, when I started to kind of develop my skills and et cetera, when it came to whether it was creating leadership, whatever it was like, now that you've learned this, let's take it outside of the church and actually use it in the real world, if that makes sense. That's really good. And so yeah. they, like, they definitely really, really encourage that. So I have to say that I mean, from when I was a young age, I'd be like trying to edit videos for school and nah. like my brother was quite creative as well. So it always helped me with little things. So I've just been, it's just my family. I'm definitely grateful for that. Um, even my grandma, my grandma is 76 yeah. And she, she, she's, she's an author. She likes to write books. I've been telling her to stop oh, wow. because I'm just like, why are you writing books? Telling her to stop, please, please. Let her. That's her hobby. You were just talking about yeah. hobbies. That's her hobby, Bianca. Let her do you her thing. It's not a hobby because she, she wants to do a whole book launch and everything. I'm like, grandma, please, yeah. it's too much. Like, <laughs> it's too much. But that could be her legacy. Grandma, so like, That's amazing. Yeah, that I know, but my grandma, she's so sweet, love. But she, she will be like, yes, Bianca. Because she's definitely into education. She's like, yes, Bianca, I want to see you in your briefcase and your white snort. And she'll just tell me. <laughs> and then she definitely encourages She encourages the creative side as well. So I think yeah. as a family, both my mom's side and my dad's side, that has been the case. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. and then just even who I surround myself with in regards to my friends. Mm. Like, I don't know anyone that probably all my friends could sing, all my friends could do something, whether it's video editing, videography, mm-hmm. They can do something so yeah i feel like, I feel like creatives yeah i feel like creatives do naturally draw other creatives they like naturally just kind of yeah that's true yeah exactly but yeah should exactly. we do what she's exactly. all that ladies yes she's yes. all that so, who is doing it this week and why you're it's getting me. it so okay yeah so for those of you who don't know what she's all that is she's all that is just a segment in our episodes where we highlight a woman who is doing something amazing, has done something amazing. She could be here, she could be passed on, whatever the case is, but she's made an impact with uh, just a seed or she's built a whole forest, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. like in her community, in the world, wherever. We just give her a shout out. Um, and we think it's important just because of who we, we say we are and who we are as a brand and as an online women's community it's important that we give other women a platform. So uh, my She's All That is a young lady called Amanda Gorman. And she was the young lady who did, uh, she read a poem at the inauguration on the 20th of January at Joe Biden's inauguration. Oh my God. Um, And the reason why I'm highlighting her is because she was actually the youngest person to actually um, read a poem at the inauguration. Um, and I thought that was really, really inspiring. I read some, read some facts about her. Um, she became obviously the youngest inaugural poet in US history. Um, her performance and praise from millions of people, blah, 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 said that she revealed that she and Oprah have struck, so she's really good friends with Oprah, a really good friendship. Um, there was something, oh, so this is what I really loved because obviously she read out the poem. This is what I really loved. Amanda struggled with speech impediment for much of her life. So she actually struggled with her speech. She really couldn't speak properly. Mm. Um, she was unable to say certain letters, like including R, up until the age of 20. 
like wow. she couldn't speak properly and I thought that was so inspiring that like and it's just I don't know not trying to get deep or stuff all that but it reminded me of the story in the bible of Moses because Moses had a speech impediment and there was yeah. there was a moment where when God came to him God was saying listen I need you to go to Pharaoh and I need you to say this is what it is and he was like but God I can't even talk like how are you going to use me I'm the last person you should use I can't talk and God was like, don't worry, I'm going to give you the words. When you get there, just get there and I'll sort it out. And so it kind of reminded me of that, like how she had this, this fault, would you say, this like impediment. Mm. And she literally got up in front of millions of people, millions. The, world, the whole world. And she was able she was to amazing. showcase the talent that God that's, had given her. So I just beautiful. thought that was so inspiring. So she could have yeah. been like, no, I don't want to do it. I, d- I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak properly or pronounce properly, but she got up there and she did it. And I thought that yeah. was very inspiring so shout out to Amanda that's Gorman lovely that. I love that and, and this is why this is well, my favorite I, part of the episode I read, um, <laughs> I read somewhere today um that her book became the number one selling um wow. because of all of this so yeah wow. she's See? done amazing Amanda Gorta yes yes I just reposted something on our story she went from let me even yes. go mm. to it I literally just reposted something yes she went from 93.1k followers to 547k followers guys mm. in less than an yeah, hour literally within hours of the ceremony amanda's books had flown to the top of the um, amazon charts landed in the number one and number two spots guys, so she's on 2.7 million followers wow 2.7 million Amazing. wow Live. and now she's, she's 22 and imagine she her speech impediment only got better at the age of 20 so it's only been yeah. two years that she's been able to speak with that confidence, I just think it's amazing. So shout yeah, out to an amazing Amanda message. Foreman amazing. for that because that's yeah, she had to be. We'll add the link to, if, if you guys if you guys didn't catch the poem, we'll add a link to our show notes to where yeah, you can watch it. Because yeah. um, admittedly, so as we round up, <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. We'll do that. But as we round up, guys, um, I want to. I know there were so many things that we didn't get time to. So many things that we we'll start that again. So as we round up, guys, there are so many things that we didn't get to touch on but I definitely want to um kind of ask you guys what your advice would be to to I guess creatives or people who want to like start you know tapping into the creative side of themselves like they know has always been there um but they're just afraid one thing I will say as well and I wanted to dive into this a bit more but I don't think we had the time is Mm. if you are a creative I think it's important for us to know where, like where we're getting our inspiration from and the inspiration versus imitation because we see that a lot mm. on social media we see it online yeah um, let's be honest we've seen it on with cheese and the okay. oh we have <laughs> we've seen it we have okay <laughs> we've seen it we we've seen it we've seen imitation <laughs> let's be very real and yeah i think there's a difference between inspiration and imitation and i think if you are a creative you don't actually need to imitate anyone because I can see something that inspires me and say, Do you know what? Cool. I'm going to use that as inspiration, as a seed, but I'm going to build on that with the, with my own creativity. And so I think it's important that, you know, when we see things online, we get, we get, I get inspiration so many times a day when I'm just scrolling through the timeline and, mm. and whatever, whether I'm on Medium or I'm on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and it's like, okay, I'm going to use that in a certain way. I'm going to flip it a little bit and take a little bit of that and see what I can build upon I think it's really important to stay in your lane as a creative. Yeah. If you are a creative, everything has to come from here. Yes, you yeah. can get inspiration, but I think everything that you're building with and you're molding with, it has to come from here. If it's not from here, yeah. Most likely it's not gonna we'll be do, able to, it's not gonna we'll, be we'll, if you're putting out yeah, you can tell. Like you receive, we can receive. tell. 
Yeah. You can yeah. smell inauthentic in inauthenticity from a mile away. Like you yeah. can I would just it. say stay authentic. Stay authentic and yeah. don't be afraid to tap into those sides of you. Again, I've spoken about the whole like if you have other responsibilities that that you know the fight within yourself about whether you should pursue things because you you have responsibilities you're looking after people or things you don't know if you have the time to pursue or even have the finances to pursue but I think that just listen sometimes again not everything has to be monetized so if creating mm. makes you happy don't even block out social media don't think about making money or how much likes just do it because it makes you happy and there's so many layers to being a creative but I think the the most the foundational layer to it is doing it like doing it authentically doing what is a part of you and doing it not focused on making money but just because it makes you happy and it's an outlet it's a way for you to express yourself that's really the basis of creativity is a way for you to express yourself so that's my advice like what would you say um Jennifer what would you say um I would say two things the first thing is make a plan um especially if you've got a nine to five um I you know like I said I'm not the sort of person to just jump into things uh but I feel like if you have an interest in being a creative um and perhaps stepping out of your nine-to-five job just make a plan and try and test the waters test the waters at least and try um the second thing I would say is don't limit yourself to just um you know the creative sort of jobs that you see in social media People who are creatives also work for the Ministry of Justice, by the way. They also work for the NHS, by the way. There's so many jobs that you can do as a creative that a lot of people don't know about. So do your research, be open-minded and just go for it. You never know unless you try it. Love that. Oh, what would I say to aspiring creatives or current creatives? Um, I can't stress enough about not forcing it. Um, and that doesn't mean don't go for it and don't be brave and step out of your comfort zone but at the same time let it be authentic and I know that's reiterating what you said Bianca but that would literally be what I would say Um, you know let it come from the heart let it be what you want to do and not because what you can get from it Um, and then also have fun have fun with it have fun because a lot of the time when we are creating we're thinking so much of the consumer that we forget to just have fun with it like this is yes, your life so just have that. fun and enjoy you know um, and yeah. the third thing I would say is um learn keep learning keep learning mm-hmm. look at people that are doing well in what you're doing and what you want to do whether it's photography graphic design etc um look at people that are currently there ask for mentorship if you want to don't be proud <laughs> like a lot of the time people are actually willing to mentor people that are up and coming because it it's it's a reflection on them as well it's like oh okay someone sees me good enough to ask for advice Mm. let me help them so yeah don't be afraid to ask for help I always ask for help I don't care I'll ask a million and one questions as long as I'm going to get what I need I will um and I was in a clubhouse room listening to a millionaire called Grant Cordone he's like um I think he's an author and then he does some other stuff yeah really successful man and he was saying that every single day he speaks to people interacts with people that can help him to get further in life so he always connects with people whether that's calling to ask for help calling to ask for whatever he but of course it's not always take 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 sometimes you get yeah, too yeah. You but the as well, fact yeah. that he's conscious of you know always surrounding himself with winners always surrounding himself with people that can propel his life forward that's really really inspiring so yeah i'll leave that with you guys yeah too. and just cool. quickly 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 
I think that one really important thing is that what you were saying about not caring too much about the consumer, because you create in here, like I said, in here, it's, it's purest form. Once you put it out into the world, you are going to have opinions. Not everyone's going to like what you do. And with that, you have to be focused on on what, what your aim is, what your what you want the result to be. If there's one person that is changed or affected from, you know, through your creation, that's mm. it. So I think this is it. We get, we get, we, as we get too distracted by opinions and the outside world because it gets contaminated, yeah. but keep creating. Guilty. Don't let the outside world stop you from creating mm. because, yeah. trust me, everyone's, whether you do it good or bad, everyone is going to have something to say, whether good or bad. So you have to yeah. keep, don't let the outside world put you off. From creating that's one thing i'll say as well and yeah. just to pick just to piggyback message. that just something really transparent so i was just asking people oh can you you know it's good to increase our you know me and our reviews on apple podcast yeah I was like, oh mm-hmm. guys review our podcast da, 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 da. send it to my cousin <laughs> he was just like i don't think i should i said why because i don't think you will like what i've got to say <laughs> okay but it's actually it's not for yeah. him and i've realized yeah. that Sometimes it's just not for the people you think it's for. But yeah, anyways, so yeah, same so kind of guys. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but lady, lady in the gents, because I know gents listen to, so gents. They do, yeah. Thank you so much. I, I mean, this is a really good topic. I like, yeah, yeah there's so much more we could talk I about. Really I like it. We should maybe like do a live or a clubhouse on this topic at some yeah, point. Maybe eventually. For sure. There's so many subtopics that can come from underneath it. But for sure. Thank yeah. you for joining yes. us for another episode of She's the Past. Make sure you follow us, stay connected, leave us an Apple review, Apple Podcast review, follow all of that, all of that. Yes. All Thank of you it. so much, guys. <laughs> yes, love you and see you next week. Bye. Yeah. Guys.